Hi, I'm Carly Gazzetti. I am the VP of Customer Experience for Extreme Networks. I'm also Chief of Staff to Nabil Bukhari, our Chief Product and Technology Officer. Distributed networking doesn't happen unless we're talking about cloud. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Carla. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Kat. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. And we're going to discuss distributed networks and how they kind of fit into this concept of the infinite enterprise, which is a term that's pretty new to me. So I'm looking forward to learning more about that. But first, what's an example of a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Um, a time when being a woman has empowered me. I'd actually say uh, right now is uh, a really important time um, for me. And being a woman has really empowered me uh, in leadership. I think, you know, the obvious answer is that being a woman automatically makes you stand out, particularly in the tech industry. Um, but in 2021, I would certainly hope that having women around the table is basically table stakes at this point in time. Um, although I know that's not always true. But uh, what really empowers me is the fact that I, in my career, have had the opportunity to take advantage of being different. And I know how important it is to provide that opportunity now as a leader uh, to the rest of my teams. And I think it actually makes me a much stronger leader because I, A, have the empathy for the teams that I'm building and, and what they're going through. But more importantly, I understand the importance of diversity and thought diversity, experience diversity, cultural diversity um, in every sector and every opportunity. Uh, so I think it actually being a woman in that experience really empowers me with more empathy, understanding. And I, I know how to bring together people with different backgrounds and different experiences. And that's something that I think I would have only be able to be good at because I'm a woman. Yeah, I, I'd imagine there there's more awareness for recognizing when people are coming into a space that they maybe don't feel natural in or comfortable in because they're outnumbered and that that makes you seek those people out more yeah definitely and i think also it's um i know the value that i've been able to bring to the table um being a woman and and having a different experience and a different point of view uh than you know the uh, you know usually men sitting around the table um, and I know what my point of view brought uh, to that. And it's me, it's put more of an emphasis on the importance of diversity in all of the teams that I'm building and in general. And I, I think that overall, when you have somebody who's had uh, an experience where they stand out and they know how to take advantage of that opportunity of standing out, it makes them a better leader. And that's something that I, I hopefully have been able to pass on to my teams. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, certainly I'm not going to sit here as a white woman and say that I can understand what other minorities are going through when they're trying to enter the tech world, but I I do think it is possible it allows you to kind of recognize that different people bring 
different, you know, different perspectives and all that stuff. Because like you said, you are, are also a minority in this particular instance. So it just yeah. makes you more aware. 100%. That's exactly it. You know, you, it makes you more aware, it makes you more empathetic. And I think, you know, it, it helps champion, you know, diversity in general, uh, whatever, whatever form that comes in. Definitely. Okay, so you co-host a podcast, which is very exciting for me because I get to talk to you about technology, but also how to host a podcast, which as someone who's doing this for the first time, that's <laughs> very valuable to me. So uh, first, I'm going to allow you to shamelessly plug your own podcast and tell me what it's about. But also, is there any advice that you can share with me from one podcast host to another? Yeah, sure. So shameless plug for our podcast. Um, I am co-host of a podcast called Inflection Points, um, which is from the office of the CTO here at Extreme Networks. And our entire first season was really exciting. And, you know, people, as we unpack the conversation about the infinite enterprise on your show today, that's actually all we did in season one was talk about uh, what is the infinite enterprise? What is happening with it? Why is it important? We looked at it for um, from the perspective of multiple verticals, including retail, healthcare, not being able to deep dive into all of it, but being able to at least touch on it and talk about how it's impacting in real time because of the pandemic. So um, we're currently recording season two that will hopefully be ready in January. So you can find us on, you know, Amazon and uh, you can find us on Apple podcasts. And of course you can find us on extremenetworks.com as well under the office of the CTO blog. Um, but I think, uh, you know, we were joking about this before we recorded, but the most important piece, get yourself a producer. My gosh, I don't know how we would be able to do it. Without our producer, John Filson, he's been super, super helpful um, in helping us, uh, you know, shape every single episode. I mean, I running the customer experience team, being chief of staff, working on all of the other things. Catherine, I don't, I don't know how you do it by yourself. You need other people. <laughs> But um, it is, I'd, I'd say that uh, it was probably, that's probably my secret tip and that I'm really outing myself. I am not the genius behind it, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, having a producer that's there to help and support you um, is definitely a big one and just having a lot of fun. I mean, I love making content. You can't get into podcasting unless you love having a conversation with people and finding out new things. That also is a big one. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Is it, you know, just two people who do podcasts just kind of messing yeah. it up there? It's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to my listeners, I completely forgot to record um, when Carla first came on here and introduced herself and had to make her redo it. So there you go. A little bit of insight. Behind the scenes magic. <laughs> uh, you having seasons of a podcast is actually very interesting to me because... I have, I'm like, oh, I have to do a podcast every week. And like, if something happens, aka getting married, I'm like, I have to go on a random hiatus. But I'm, I'm into this idea of like, seasons, it kind of gives you like a little off season. And you know, like you said, you have other roles at your company, I have other roles at my company, you could like plan it around yeah. busy times. That was the strategy. That was a strategy because uh, when we were talking about doing the podcast, I said doing something always on is going to be next to impossible. Let's get into the tech part of this. What is the great dispersion in networking and what are some of its social implications? Like, are they all good? 
Yeah. So the great dispersion, um, as we're calling, I use air quotes on a podcast. Yes, I'm a co-host of a podcast. Good, good, Carla. Um, so the, the great dispersion and what we, we've been talking about within extreme and when we talk about the infinite enterprise is that we've seen networks have to be massively distributed in order to address the fact that because of the pandemic, everybody has had to, we've had to physically be apart from one another. And networking has been one of the best ways to address that. Obviously networks support all of that and make that possible. You've seen massive adoption in technologies that were just sort of infant in their infancy prior to the pandemic that now have really gotten to, you know, they're teenagers now, they're no longer infants because of the pandemic. One perfect example of that would be telemedicine and how rapidly that's been adopted. And it's really evolved quite significantly over the last, we're now getting into two years of a pandemic. Um, another interesting space is definitely e-commerce. Um, of course, it's become de facto for a number of people for where they're getting their groceries, they're buying everything online. But also it's been really interesting what retail brands have had to do in order to replace the ability to even have fashion shows. How do you premiere a fall line when you can't have everybody together? Esports, you know, that's really taken off in popularity. It was already catching fire before the pandemic. It's become even more popular with Generation Z through the pandemic so that, you know, parents can send their kids off to camp and they don't actually have to leave home, but it keeps them busy all day for full-time working parents. So all of this is facilitated by connectivity and through the network. Um, and it has a lot of benefits because obviously not only is it keeping us safe through the pandemic, but it also is reducing time of being in traffic. You know, we're not losing time um, around having to go here or go there, but it also offers a greater personalization for everyone, right? Because now you can have a much more personalized experience right in your own home or from wherever that you are and still be able to engage in these major social activities that traditionally you wouldn't be able to engage in unless you're in Bryant Park in New York to watch a fall collection or something like that. Um, so I think that it provides a lot of great opportunity. I think though that with any kind of change like this, of course, there is going to be, there are pros, there are massive pros, and there are also going to be cons. And that's something that we have to work through. I think one of the things that we obviously need to be more focused on, and we're challenged with this as we, even with an extreme embrace the infinite enterprises, how do you create better collaboration materials? How do you make sure that everybody is included? I think what's really amazing about this great dispersion and the infinite enterprise is that it does level the playing field in a lot of ways. But then you also have to make sure and actively focus on how am I going to be more inclusive? How do I represent what are extremes values? How do I create that kind of environment and culture that traditionally is only represented through bricks and mortar, um, but I can do that remotely and make sure that everybody feels like they're still having that personalized experience and they're included and they're not being alienated. That is going to be something that we're going to have to chew through as this becomes the new normal. You brought up um, an interesting point there at the end about how, you know, extreme is working through this as, as well. And the pandemic is, is partly to, you know, partly the cause of this, but it's also just the way that 
uh, business and networking has been going in the first place. But uh, it's very interesting how these same companies who are enabling this distributive network also have to distribute their own network and, and go about that process and that journey themselves while enabling it for, for other companies. And I, I just find that very interesting. <laughs> you can test things out <laughs> with your own employees and your own network. <laughs> well, we do. I mean, we test out um, a lot of what we work on within our own IT team. So we we test out our, our technical solutions. Usually client one is our own IT team. Um, and we, we go and we talk to our CIO, John Abel, and we say, hey, how does this sound to you, especially within customer experience? I mean, our poor IT team, thank you so much for all the questions that you answer. Um, but yeah, we are client one in a lot of ways um, when it comes to technical solutions, but every single company right now is struggling through this. How, and we're not unique in that, but everybody has to ask, how do I create a culture when I can't pull everybody together. And I think, you know, some companies you've seen the reaction is we're going to bring you back to the office because we don't totally have that solution. And other companies are saying, we don't totally have that solution, but we're going to work through it because we actually see the benefits of, of the opportunities that the infinite enterprise will actually allow as a result of this. Mm -hmm. Great. And how does the distributed network idea fit into the concept of the infinite enterprise as we've i mean you've kind of been getting into it but yeah. what else can you tell me so our vision is that we believe that after the pandemic is over much of this distribution will actually remain and there's going to be a continued focus on providing hyper personalized experiences to every individual um, I talk a lot and we talk a lot on the podcast actually about Generation Z um, because this is their expe expectation. Gen Z is sort of like, why don't I expect that all my vitamins are going to be personalized to me? I expect that everything is going to be exactly how I want it to be. And ironically, tech wasn't really in a space to address that. But because of the pandemic, we are now can. And I... I guarantee you, if you take a look out there, a lot of Generation Z that are, are currently working, they don't want to return to the, to the office because they want to have their personalized workspace. They want to be able to control their day and when they're going to be working and when they're not going to be working. Um, so that's going to become more normal. And it was already an expectation of the next generation. And I'm really interested to see what the generation after that will be expecting. Employees are gonna to continue to work from home and consumers have now gotten used to this level of service that we have been providing through the pandemic. Um, and they're expecting to be able to watch a fall collection now from their couch, to be able to buy everything and personalize it, scan in their measurements and get that dress that's going to be exactly fit to them or have that suit specifically tailored to them because they've been able to do that at home and that's going to be the new norm now and all of a sudden that exercise of having to go into your favorite retailer and get yourself measured and then buy something that way it's just not as much fun how many conversations cat have you had recently where somebody goes oh the commute it's such a huge waste of time i'm so glad i gave that up that's, that's kind of the response that we're going to have um, after the pandemic. And we refer to this idea as the infinite enterprise, which is to say that organizations are going to be 
infinitely distributed and experiences are going to be uh, focused on the consumer as a result of everything that's been going on in the pandemic. And the consumers are going, we're going to have to be wherever the consumers are. We're no longer can expect that they are going to go to centralized locations anymore. Um, and it's, and as we talk about on the podcast, it's an evolution over time. I'm not saying that this is the way it's permanently going to be as of, you know, March, 2022, but over time, you're going to see that this is going to become more and more the norm. And the pandemic was just the catalyst for it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, as a millennial, you actually talking about Gen Z for the first time. I feel like usually anytime people talk about changes in in behavior or consumer desires, it's always like millennials, millennials, millennials. And uh, you're totally right that Gen Z are actually the ones we should like, I think that's who we usually mean at this point. Like millennials yeah. like have kids and are like almost 40. I'm a millennial 1.0. I'm old. I'm old news. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm on the young end of millennials, but I still feel like, no, I don't think you're talking to me. <laughs> like no. I'm pretty sure. So um, I, I appreciate you kind of accurately depicting who we're talking about when we're talking about who expects these things and who is driving these changes. What technologies underpin the infinite enterprise? I feel like I can guess at a few, but what would you say are some of the most uh, important ones? I mean, of course, cloud is ground zero. We can't, distributed networking doesn't happen unless we're talking about cloud. And that's why here at Extreme, we've really focused so much on uh, investing in our cloud technologies and making sure that network uh, that networks can really work and are cloud-based. And the reason for that is that in order to be infinitely distributed, you have to be infinitely scalable. And only cloud is going to allow that to happen so that you can be everywhere all the time. And also it's important is how quickly you can respond to things. And, and cloud allows for networking to happen faster rather than having to go back to a data center and then go back and get everything verified. It's so much easier to do everything by cloud. So uh, that is first and foremost. But then of course, data and analytics. So um, everybody uses the terms machine learning and uh, you know AI and uh, artificial intelligence and everything. It's, it's the new hot word. I think really machine learning and AI is still really in its infancy in the way that it's being used right now. Um, I think that if we are going to see uh, the future of the infinite enterprise really properly leverage machine learning and AI, um, it's going to be about predicting things. And I, and I don't just mean, because I think a lot of the times when people talk about ML and AI, they think about, you know, advertising. It's like one of the most obvious spaces where you can leverage it. They're like, oh, we've noticed that you've been on these sites and you already bought this thing. Don't you want to rebuy it now? it's sort of a Which great representation. Yeah. No sense. It's like, I bought a fridge. Why would I want another fridge? Who has <laughs> fridges? But I, I mean, I think that I like using that as an example, because I think that's how um, right now the world is best leveraging ML and AI, right? To be able to tell us that we need something that we've already bought. And I think in the infinite enterprise and what we're working on here in extreme is how to not right now, we are providing insights that are actionable insights. So we're saying, Hey, we've noticed this, this is what we think that you should do. But the next step is to actually go and do that action for 
the person, right? So for the, for the IT manager to say, we have noticed that this AP regularly has inconsistency. So what we want to do is be able to ship them an AP before it actually breaks. And even the next step up would be like, hey, not only that, we sent you someone who's going to just take care of it for you. So it just becomes easier for everybody to stay connected and the connectivity, you know, never goes down. So that's just a, one example of where I think MLA and, I, and AI can really drive us to. And that's going to have to underpin everything that we do within uh, the infinite enterprise. All right. My last question for you is a bit challenging, I think, because it's kind <laughs> of broad. Um, What can enterprises do to make the most of this changing landscape? Like how can they make sure they're still meeting customer demands, but also taking care of their employees and achieving their operational goals and not losing money? Which is of course what they care about. (laughs) That's a really big question. It's huge. I guess here, here, here's an easier version of it. Um, What type, what like does extreme networks, how do they help their customers navigate this changing landscape? First of all, uh, the important thing is to not get overwhelmed with it. I mean, it's like taking on any project. If you're, whether you're an enterprise level customer or you're just a small business, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I have out there is, you know, don't get overwhelmed by it. This isn't going to, this is an evolution that we're on. We're on a journey as a human race (laughs) and it's the journey. It's not the end point. And so the first thing is to just take an assessment of where can you find, where do you find that your operations really are relatively antiquated and could potentially be optimized uh, through more efficiencies by digitizing them. So take that first step and just do an assessment of what's going to, what is really the space that can take that first digital step. Um, And then And that's what we do really at Extreme is we help them take an assessment of where is the first place that we can help start a solution and take that first step in the journey. Because for all of our customers, it's really important for us to make sure that it's in their own time and in their own way. Every business is going to take this journey, but not everybody is going to do it right away. Um, And I think the most important thing is to really just embrace it. Like this is... Every single company, if they are not considering the infinite enterprise in some way, shape, or form, and thinking about how that's going to impact their future, they're already behind. So don't fight the fact that, you know, it might've been easier because we have solutions to work in an office. Don't fight the fact that you're going to have a new generation that's going to expect that they're going to have either a hybrid model or a fully remote model. And just embrace that that this change is here and the faster we embrace it and start to think about what are the small steps that we can take to try to optimize it, it makes the entire idea less overwhelming. All right, that was pretty good for for how big of a question that was, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Carla, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, this has been so much fun. I'd love to come back anytime or we could have you on Inflection Points even better. Well Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com.